Welcome to the Graybeard Chronicles podcast. Your hosts, Brian Halstead and Kevin Harkins, are two gray-bearded patriots who love God, their family and friends, and their country. The Graybeards are here to inspire, inform, and educate you on a myriad of topics they are passionate about. Brian and Kevin have a strong desire to share this with you to help you live your best life. Sit back and enjoy this amazing podcast as the Graybeards pass along the wisdom of the ages. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 16 of the Graybeard Chronicles. Kevin, how are you, sir? Good evening, Bryant. I am doing excellent. I missed you, man. I know. I missed you. It's been... It's been a little bit. It's been more than a week. I know. Since we have seen each other. It's weird. We should avoid that. And the thing about episode 16 is we have crossed the threshold. And I would say in... uh, you know, if you're a marathoner, you're done warming up and you found your stride. And there we are, because this is a marathon. It is. And we're running the whole damn thing. Occasionally it might look like a sprint, but it's a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely a marathon. Yes. Yes. So another toast is in order. All right. All right. Heck yeah. And this is a delicious concoction that we are enjoying this evening. The ingredients of which will remain a secret. Forever. 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 So what are we talking about tonight? Well, you... you We've already talked about a bunch of stuff before we started we, recording, but what are we actually we talking we, about now? We had some catching up to do, um, but this was your topic, and I have the title of it right here. And once again, you... I, I, I'm going to stop being surprised by things, because, you know, you've done enough now that I've seen enough now that I'm, I'm going to try to not be surprised by anything. I will say that I didn't expect... Although I should have, this particular topic. The topic is customer service, successes, failures, and how to get it right. And I know that you live uh, part of your life in the world of sales, and maybe that has something to do with it, but maybe it doesn't. Tell me, uh, tell me why you chose this particular topic tonight. Yeah, yes, yes, and no on the sales, right? So it's absolutely important in that arena. Um, when, when I was thinking of this topic though, and, and, and what this, this whole thing that's spinning in my head about is, uh, is really in the, in the service industry realm. Um, whether it's, you know, I do, I do a, a fair amount of traveling and I do a fair amount of eating out and, um, consuming adult beverages at various locations. And right. so I right. noticed the level of service that I get at these, uh, these different establishments. And, uh, you know, some people just knock it out of the park and, uh, and others, um, couldn't bunt if their life depended on it. Okay. It's just a horrible miss strike. And it's, so does it strike you as a skill set that is particularly important for everybody, for just a certain group of people or where, where do you place this? So, and, and we didn't talk about this beforehand, so I didn't give you a heads up on this. But um, yeah, I, I think it actually applies to everybody in general, because while if you throw the term out customer service, people automatically, I think, uh, think about business or drift in that direction, right? So service, you know, retail, what, whatever, they're thinking about Anything. business. A restaurant um, or whatever, yeah. I think that there's, there's a lot to be learned about relationships when it comes to customer service. And some of the things that I talk about uh, as far as customer service or, or better yet, um, customer loyalty 
are things that I think you can create a template and, and use that template and, and overlay that template onto relationships that you're having in your personal life and how some of the same things will connect. I would not have made that connection on my own. I'm glad you did. Was this the twist? Because you had mentioned there's a twist to this. Are you going to? No, no, that wasn't the twist. Oh, that, that actually, that's, uh, that's I had later. thought about that one earlier, and, and uh, yeah, so I, I, I blindsided you with that twist. Yes, you did. It's weird. I, I have to apologize to you because it hadn't, it hadn't actually occurred to me the surprise element that you know I, I change up on you like this because it's, uh, I'm one of those guys that doesn't actually like surprises. So it's interesting that that I'm dealing them out. You, you give them to me all yeah, the time. So yeah. So I, uh, I I might have to check myself uh, on no, that. No, no, don't check yourself. I like it. Or I'm I good. might have to. No, I'm not going to check myself yeah. on on liking surprises because I don't really like them. No. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to change. I'm good. You, you can you throw any. No, the, but any, the the big change I wanted to throw out there and, and and kind of throw a wrench in the process is, I actually don't believe that the focus on anything in business or you know like i said if you translate it into your life and your relationships should focus on customer service i think customer service is a part and parcel of the bigger and the more important target and and what you should actually be focusing on is building customer loyalty building those loyal customers because you can't have in my opinion you cannot have a scenario where you're creating loyal customers and provide bad customer service. The flip side of that is you can provide exceptional customer service and create customer satisfaction and never delve into the loyalty aspect of it. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. And I, I wanna learn more from you about what you mean by that because I don't fully understand and I, I, I definitely understand the piece about loyalty, although I want to hear more about that. The thing that throws me a little bit, as you said, you, you can provide continuous good customer service and not gain loyalty out of them. And so I want to hear what your thoughts are about that. But let me just share with you some of the things. I'm trying to make a comparison. I am a big Apple fan. Just notice that you've turned your hat around. Is shit about to get real here? It's about to get real. It is real, man. Yo. Yo, bro. <laughs> That's funny. I'm wearing my baseball cap backwards. and It didn't start out that way. It didn't. He, no. he just kind of turned it around while I was talking, and I'm, I was a little concerned. <laughs> it's about to get real. Shit's going down, man. Uh, as I was starting to say, I'm a big Apple guy. And I am very loyal to Apple. And there have been disappointments along the way. They started out, and the thing that impressed me about Apple in the early days was just the, the ease of use, the intuitive nature of their products. And I got so happy and thrilled with using them that over time, and so now, I mean, as you know, I just bought a new internet pad, or what most people refer to as... <laughs> <laughs> an iPad. <laughs> Try not to do that right after I take a drink, please. <laughs> I just bought a new iPad. I love this thing. It it is this thing is blowing me away. And once again, my loyalty to Apple continues. And I know that there are people who can't stand Apple, but I I've never really thought about this whole business of because this whole business of loyalty 
versus customer service and where the focus should be. And I want to know more. Um, what, what is it? Tell me about the, the focus on loyalty. So let, uh, let me draw a comparison. So uh, we'll use this as an example. Um, Six Bears and a Goat Brewery. Yes. Love the beer. Right. Love the food. Right. I would continue to go back there okay. for the beer and the food. Right. Uh, the, the customer service is absolutely on par. Right. Um, I am uh, I'm satisfied with that. Yep. And I, I don't know that that, um, while that'll keep me coming back, I don't know that that is going to create a situation where I want to tell a hundred of my closest friends about it. Okay. Right. And so, Interesting. you know, I think, and, and you and I talked about this offline, you're doing it right. So six bears and a goat is doing it. Right. I, well, as, as a, I, I think as a whole, um, folks that work there are doing it, whether it's with intention or, or not, I, I, it's definitely going on. Okay. And I think this podcast exists because of the behaviors that you exhibited and the, the connection that you created with me and other members of our motorcycle club when we first started going there, right? So the, it, it went beyond just providing good beer. And, you know, when you guys first opened, it damn sure wasn't about the food. Right. You know, you were, no, you were, you were serving, not. you know, sandwiches wrapped up in paper that were made by somebody else. And, and, and bowls of pretzels. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it was nice that you could check the box that you, box that you could also eat there. But that's all it was. Right. And uh, so, you know, the beer, like I said, is outstanding and continues to be to this day. But it was really that connection that you made with me and the rest of the members of, of our, our motorcycle club that caused us to want to continue coming back there. Okay. And without that point of connection and capitalizing on that, this podcast would have never come to be because we wouldn't have developed a friendship. I, you know, probably wouldn't have kept coming back there or, you know, it's one of those things when, you know, if you're, if you're a satisfied customer and there's five of you that are there and you're all thirsty and hungry and somebody says, well, where are we going? Well, there might be a half a dozen things that are thrown out. Well, it'd be, you know, different places. However, right. <clears throat> when you've got an organization that you're passionate about, that you have created that loyalty with this person, they're going to be a champion for you. And, you know, they're going to be screaming your business's name. We're going here. We're, you know, it's just, it's a, um, it's taken it way beyond just providing a service it's it's connecting with people so that they want to not only experience it and continue to experience it themselves but tell other people about it so they can enjoy it too i get it i i really do and now i understand the distinction that you're making and just like with you at strength and honor motorcycle club the loyalty is so important and guess how you win over loyalty one, one person, person at, at a time, time. That's it. And it's that personal connection that you make with the people who are kind of sniffing around. They're kind of the, on the edges of the motorcycle club. And you said that phrase many times. So I, I know, you know, whether you call it customer loyalty, strategy, or, or whatever, you know, or if you're, you know, doing that with intent. I know you're doing it with intention. I just don't know if the dot was connected that that's, that's all about the customer loyalty. It wasn't, but it is now and will forever remain there because of this discussion that we're having. So thank you for that. <clears throat> and you're right, it is, it is exactly about that. And now I'm excited because I have a, a deeper understanding of this whole realm of 
discussion, customer service, loyalty, and so on. And you're right. And now I get the next question I was going to ask, and I don't really need to now, but you can opine about it if you'd like. And that is the, the in, in relationships. How does the focus on customer service, I'm sorry, the focus on loyalty relate to personal relationships, but I, I get it now. I, I mean, we've, we've already talked about yeah, it. Making, making that connection. Making that connection. And I, I remember the day well. We've talked about it on this podcast, but there you were. The motorcycle club in all of your colors is that what you call them right yes sir all of your colors out at the picnic table hanging out smoking cigars and drinking beer and i just decided i was going to go out there and chat with you guys and welcome Figure you out. and thank who you these guys here. are and what the right. heck are they doing here exactly and do we want them to stay <laughs> and and here we are all of these all of these well i would say years i guess this has been years now right a couple at least a, a couple, couple years yeah yep here absolutely starting a podcast and um okay well what do you make then of the the traditional definition of customer service which is meeting and surpassing probably even more important meeting and surpassing customer expectations that's the textbook definition of what customer service is so you right. are you are exceeding and i guess that's the connection piece that that's different Right. Yeah, that, that's the um, that's kind of like the price of admission. If you're uh, if you can't at least do that, you probably should maybe figure out what other thing you should be doing. Okay. Um, because that's the you know, that is that's that's the key that opens the door. Yeah. And then you know everything else that happens after that is the you know the the creating of loyalty and it you know they they talk about uh, points of connections. I say they because you know I've, I've attended some training and. Um, taught some some seminars on customer loyalty, customer service, and and it's all about those points of connection. And it, it it's not just the face-to-face -face interaction with representatives of the business. It starts, you know, in, in holistically looking at the property and you know how easy is it to park there, um, how welcome, you know, how how easy do people identify what the main entrance is when they get there and how you know how are they greeted when they walk in the door do they feel welcome or are they looking around for somebody to tell them what to do next right. um you know and it, it's all those those points of contact and, and identifying those right so you know from a from a process perspective and a strategy perspective you know you look at the business kind of holistically and identify those things you know um, and some of them you don't have any control over because your physical space may be limited um, and at the same time, you know, knowing that and thinking about it, you can maybe do slight things to make it easier, right? So when folks walk in, it is, it is a welcoming environment. There's somebody that greets them immediately when they walk in the door. Um, they sit down at the table and there's someone there to, to greet them within, you know, X number of seconds or minutes or whatever, it, you know, that, that goal is that you, you, or that time that you put out there that, that, that has to occur. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's that greeting that occurs when somebody comes to the table, right? So have you ever been to a, to a restaurant and somebody, after you're seated, the, the server comes up and they want to tell you what a shitty day they're having? Oh, man. Yes, I've had um, that and it's no fun. So from a human <clears throat> perspective, I'm concerned about that person and whether or not they're having a good experience and enjoying the ride, as I say. Um, and at the same time, as a customer... I could give a fuck less right. whether you're having a shitty day or not right. because I've come here to have a good experience 
order you know drinks and food or whatever right. have a conversation or a meeting and i really don't need the extra burden of listening to your troubles right i have enough of my own <laughs> don't, don't unload yours on mine right how you doing tonight oh you know I, I, kind I, of shitty. I didn't really want to know how you were doing it was a you know it was just a greeting right <laughs> <That's all> I, <laughs> yeah so I, it's just I, I think you know those little things when, when you're talking about the the service end of it i think those are things that um that sometimes folks that are providing or serving in that capacity, they don't necessarily realize what an impact that might have on somebody. You know, you got to put your game face on. You're, you are, and I've heard you say this, when you come to work and you're working in that environment, and I, I do, I use restaurants and, and those type of service-related um, positions because I think they're great examples of, of when it works and when it doesn't. And those people, in my mind, are performers. Amen. Right, so they they're on stage. Amen. Right now, if they need to have a meltdown or they need to, you know, yell and scream, whatever, go out of sight, go go out back and and have your moment. When you come back to my table, you need to be there and be attentive and be focused on nothing else but what I and the guests that are sitting at the table with me need. Right. That's the primary focus. Yeah, I, I love that, and you're right. And the reason this is a fairly easy topic for me to gate a lot of material for is anybody in business, and you, you are in business too, anybody out there, but it's not just business, but that's easy for me to talk about. <clears throat> Excuse me, because that's the world I live in right now, and customer service loyalty is, is all what it's about, and you are absolutely correct that it's a performance when you are interacting, and I, I say that many, many times and always to our new hires, and that is when you are here, I don't care if you had a fight, fight with your spouse, your significant other, you know, whoever, I, I don't care. I, you are here, you are interacting with our customers, you are performing, you are on stage and performing. And the thing that I think is important for anybody to do, and and when I think back about the original meeting between you and I, and I don't think I did this consciously, but maybe I should or I will, or our listening members of our audience should think about in their own lives, and that is asking the question, that person that I'm getting ready to interact with when it comes to customer service, when it comes to building loyalty, what do they want? What's important to them? And the reason that I came and walked over to you guys is because there's a whole bunch of people out there who when they see people dressed in motorcycle garb, that creates an, an, an initial and immediate reaction. And sometimes it's not good. That's the reality of it. Absolutely. Yeah, and they, they look at it and they think, this is the Hell's Angels. I ain't going over to talk to those people because they're going to want to do whatever you know mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna go in a direction that i don't want to go in and i've had enough life experience because i'm a gray beard that you know that's not necessarily so and i know a lot of people who are part of motorcycle clubs who aren't that and i thought they're probably they would appreciate somebody going over and chatting with them and i'm interested i want to know who they are and i didn't go through this mental calculus that i'm going through right now I just saw you out there. Right. I saw, every, you know, you looking differently. You you probably did. It just happened a lot faster than you that. You probably did. It probably happened in a nanosecond. I have a really funny story. It, it diver- it, it's related. So years ago, one of my buddies had a party at his house. And I decided that I was going to go dressed 
as a motorcycle dude. And I, I didn't have the leather jacket and all that, but I had many of the other things that could be interpreted right. as being accoutrements. Right. <laughs> and so I bought these sleeves that were, um, you could buy different skin tone color that matched the tone of my skin that were all tats, you know, and they're just like nylons, right? right? So they were white sleeves. <laughs> like really oh, pale, white, <laughs> pale white, you know, a lot of sunscreen sleeves. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, oh that's that a, one. That's a payback that, for the that, golf game comment. That one, that one hurt. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. So I got these really savage tan dark um, sleeves. <laughs> and and they, they had all these really cool tats on them. And of course, at the top of my arm, they go under my sleeve so you can't see that. And at the bottom of my arm down the wrist, I had these spiked, uh, I don't know, bracelets, black, thick black that went around my wrist that hid the seam. And so I had a black baseball cap that I put on backwards with skull and crossbones on the front of it. Uh, I had these big boots and I went to this party like this. And I mean, you could have, you could have, it was like the Red Sea was parting because people who didn't know me we're like, I, that's one guy I don't want to be talking to. I don't know who he is. I don't know why he came to this party dressed like that. But I do not. This is a, and, and somebody who I ended up becoming good friends with later, a woman, said, I took one look at you over by the door when you came in. And I said, that's one guy I'm not going to talk to. And of course, you know, it's a party. And you chat with people. And over time, <clears throat> you figure it out. But... Um, yeah, judging a book by its cover. That's what a lot of people do. And, uh, and so back to the topic, and the topic is making that personal connection and asking yourself the question, what is it about that person that is interesting to me, and how, how would they want to be treated in this situation? So long and winding story, but I thought it would That's apply. very cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to that visual of you, of you with the... The tatted sleeves and I still have them. I'm gonna, you know what? Maybe I'm gonna come. Maybe I'm coming to Crabaganza on Saturday with this stuff. God, I hope oh. not. <laughs> Why not? What would it cost me for you not to? <laughs> <laughs> a lot, a lot. I'm about ninety percent of the way right there. I, I gotta, I, but I have to go out and buy some wrist, you know, wrist things with spikes on them that hide the seam. Right. I'll be sure that the people at the gate let you know that, no, sorry, sir, this is not a village people reunion. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> That's down the block. <laughs> Wait, no, hold on. You're bringing the beer. Never mind. You're welcome. You can wear whatever you want. Whatever I want. All right. <laughs> yes, you are bringing the beer. You are good. I was going to say something else, but I'll, I'll hold that for now. <clears throat> In your view, based on what you know, based on what you've experienced, what is your uh, view on what, what are the benefits of building this, of providing good customer service, of trying to make that connection of building loyalty, other than loyalty itself? Because, of course, we've, right. we've got that, which is probably the key thing. What else is, is there out there? Well, I think the, uh, the, the obvious one and the one that jumps out the most is the whole reason that most people are in business, to make money. Okay. And I absolutely believe it's a way to increase your, your revenue, your profits. Uh, when you build that connection with people, again, it's, it's the example I used earlier of folks 
you know, telling, you know, a hundred of their closest friends uh, about your, your business or, you know, giving you that, that raving endorsement. Um, that's, that's where the huge value that's is, I think. That's the key right there, right there, absolutely. You know, we've talked on this podcast so many times about these upward spirals and these downward spirals that people can get stuck into. This is the thing I love about when you, <clears throat> when you treat somebody right, when you thrill them, when you make that personal connection with them, they start talking good about you. But what, and, and they pass the word among their own sphere of influence and that, you know, that brings more customers to you. But what does it do to you? And I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience here. What it does to you personally, which I think starts this upward positive spiral is you now have a reputation to live up to. So it makes you want to work even harder to continue to do that. Not in a fake way, but in a very real way. And that is, these people have come in here, I've made this connection, I've built this initial step of loyalty, and next time they come in, I don't want to disappoint them. So I'm gonna continue to work hard, even harder than I did last time, and it creates this very positive, over time, upward spiral of improving, you know, People are not perfect. You're not. You get my point, though. Yeah. No. You're absolutely right. And and here's the cool part about the loyalty process, though. When you and and I, I have to jump. I have to throw this out there. So um, you, there's a lot of people, a lot of companies out there that have these. You know, would you like to have one of our loyalty cards where you know we're going to punch a hole in your card ten <laughs> right. times and then we're going to give you something free. Right. That is not customer loyalty. That, in my opinion, is bullshit. Um, you know, I mean, if you're going to go there and you get a free sandwich right. after 10 or something, that's fine. But right. that, don't let it's them tell you loyalty. that's our loyalty program. Right. That's your, you that's know, get you to buy more right. program. Right. right. Um, but when, um, when you have a loyal customer base and you have a miss, right? So let's say they have come there to your establishment 20 times and the, the, the service, the experience uh, from start to finish has been phenomenal. And then one day your people show up and they're just jacked up yep. and do it wrong. Yep. Right. They burn the food. It's slow to get out. Right. And totally mess it up. Your loyal customers are going to give you a forgiveness pass yes, on that. Yes, they will. Right. Where, so right. you know, somebody that you haven't developed that level of loyalty that you've just been providing good or exceptional customer service to might not. Yep. They might decide, you know what? It might have been, you know, those those other 20 times I was here, I just got lucky. This is what it's really like. I'm not coming back. You so. know what's really funny now that you mentioned that? You're you're so right and back to my opening example, which was Apple. I'm a big Apple guy. I have an iPhone, I have an iPad, I have, you know, I, and I that's all I've had for years is this continuous cycle of renewing and buying. And I have had some bad experiences with Apple. They but I am so loyal to them, and I'm just trying to think very quickly off the top of my head. I know I've had bad experiences because I, because the that thought is stuck in my head. But I don't remember what they are anymore. You know that that is loyalty. So what what is it about Apple? Um, and I'm curious because I you know we're we're sitting here recording on a Mac. Yes, um, I've yes, I've been are. I've been a diehard Apple user for years, right. and the reason I am was because of the influence of a friend who was a big, loyal Apple user. And that's why I switched over. And I tell you what, all the things you said about 
you know, the intuitive use of the, the product and, and phenomenal. Love them. Yeah. Um, what was it for you that created that loyalty to Apple? <clears throat> I'm going to, I'm just going to tell you the thing that pops to my mind and I won't promise you this was exactly what it was in the early days, but I either read a book or an article and I can't remember which, <clears throat> but it was about when Steve Jobs was designing his computers in the early days, there was something that his father told him that was really important and that is it has to look as beautiful and be as absolutely as efficient and effective on the inside as it is on the outside. And I remember being really impressed with that. So impressed, in fact, my very first computer was an Apple IIe, which was not their first computer, but it was one of their first computers. And I, when I, this is how old this is. And, and I, it had to be in articles. I don't think there were books out about Steve Jobs then yet. But his father taught him that, and, and in fact, some of his engineers that he was working with to design the circuit boards, he would look at the circuit board and he would say, that looks like shit. You know, you got all these really bad solders and the wires aren't straight and things are not connected and it doesn't look symmetrical. And they were like, it works. Why do you care? Why do you care what the inside of the computer, which nobody sees, why do you care what it looks like? And he said, because if you take care of the inside and you do it right, the outside will be even more beautiful. And that just impressed me so much so that I actually opened my computer, which you could do back then, and I looked at the circuit board, and it was a work of art. It was so beautiful, and I'm like, wow, there's a value there that I can connect with. You know, I say all the time at the brewery, he was faithful and little is faithful in much. So you take care of these little details of everything, every little piece of your job that you don't think is important, but it's the mentality. It's the, I'm paying attention to the detail time after time after time. Even in those areas that nobody sees, nobody but you knows that they're like that. I remember that in the very early days making a big impression on me and it probably had something to do with my loyalty to, to them. That's what I recall right now. So there you go. I don't know. It's a shame there's no emotion connected to that. <laughs> what? Did I? No, oh. it's, I'm watching you, right? So yes. the, the, I have the benefit of seeing you okay. when, when folks are just listening. And I think it's coming through pretty loud and clear in your voice, too. Um, the, the emotion associated with that story, yeah. right? So emotion is huge. Yeah. So you don't necessarily uh, create an emotional response when you provide exceptional customer service. When you go above and beyond that, that's when that emotion get, kicks in. And that's part of the glue that creates that loyalty in my mind. So you've got, you've got that going on, and you mentioned value too, yeah. right? So you know, people have to, have to feel value, not yeah. just see it, not just you know, logically or consciously realize that there's a value here. They have to feel that value. And yeah, you, that, was, that was a cool story. Okay. And, uh, and, and I could see, you know, you're leaning in, right. and you right. can hear it in your voice, and, you know, and that was a long time ago. So well, it's stuck. Thank you very much. Let me ask you this question now. You, part of your title of the talk, customer service successes, failures, and how to get it right. Um, tell me about a failure. I have a few, but I want to hear about you. Tell me uh, the one or two of the, of the big failures where, where so, it didn't go right. All right, so here's, um, here's, here's one that actually occurred just recently. And 
it had to do in the, in the hospitality industry. So I, uh, I went to a conference and nice hotel, um, very, very nice place. And it turned out to, to be a great experience. It just didn't start out that way. And what happened was I, you know, I looked on the website, I, I researched their parking and so on. So they had valet parking on site. So I didn't worry about parking in this city that normally has a you know, reputation for having some issues with locating parking. Okay. So I roll in there and uh, I have an oversized vehicle. Right. And I roll up and the guy that's the attendant's out front. He's like, yeah, sorry, we, don't, we, we can't park that vehicle. It's too big. And so I'm just shaking my head. I'm like, man, I was already late getting up there. Um, because I, I was, I was actually, uh, getting a tattoo done. Okay. And, uh, not, not one of the sleeves that you put on one that's actually there permanently. <laughs> was and, this, uh, is this something new or is this been yeah, a while this is, ago? This is something new. I this didn't know. You, a, uh, you're, 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 wow. Yeah. yeah all right. We'll, we'll take a break and I'll show you that. All right. All right. All right. So this is Look a, at uh, that. this is a tattoo that is in honor of our brother, uh, Justin Zuko Walker, yes, who yes. is missing, and you may oh you may have seen this associated yes. with those guys. It was actually an image that was drawn by a co-worker of his in Fairfax, Aaron Miller, and uh, it's absolutely beautiful. And it's um, it's heartbreaking wow. that we uh, we even have to to wear it. Um, and several of us uh, here in the in the club have uh, have gotten this tattoo, and there's many more that are that are getting that it as well. That is going to get it. Yeah. So I was I stayed late um, that Saturday night because I was getting this, and then I rolled into um, that city north of here, which is Washington D.C. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this guy tells me, I mean, it's like 11:45, and he's like, "Yeah, I can't park your vehicle." I'm like, "Son of a bitch," you know, I've got to I've got to be somewhere early in the morning, and now I got to go find a damn parking spot. So I offload all my stuff, and I end up finding a parking spot is pretty reasonable. Um, but here's the deal: I found a found a parking spot because I walked into another hotel that was a block down the street, and they told me where I could go park. And oh, uh, wow, yeah. So I, I I got a decent parking spot, and but that that was you know for me that kind of set the tone, right? So then I'm looking, um, I'm looking for all the stuff you're gonna do that's, that's that jacked funny? up. Yeah. Um, because yeah. now I'm not looking for what you're going to do right. Now I'm <clears> looking for what you're going to screw up because you've already started me on that path. And, uh, and what you think about expands, right? Exactly. Yep. And uh, fortunately, it uh, I, I shed that because I don't I don't like to live in that space. Right. And uh, and so you know I, I shook that off and realized that all right this is not horrible. Um, I was <laughs> I was comforted. Oh, oh here hey, let's add some insult to injury. Okay. Right. So I yep. get back. To the hotel, I leave the hotel and there's a bar right there. And I thought, all right, so I'm gonna get there. I'll have myself a nice bourbon and relax. And I'll go up and and, and go to bed and all will be good. I'll wake up in the morning and go to this meeting. And um, after I get back from parking the car, the damn bar is closed. Oh. oh. <laughs> so I go, I go to the front desk Horror and I'm like, horrors. I'm like, oh no, it's snowballing on me. So I said, you know, the bar's closed. She said, yeah. There's another one down the street here, yada, yada. And I knew the one she was talking about. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going there. She's like, or there's the mini bar in okay. your room. I'm oh. like, mini bar? Mini bar. Well, it's in the U.S., so chances are I'm not going to die from drinking anything out of it. Um, <laughs> you know? Right, right. <laughs> so I go up there, and um, and one of my uh, favorite uh, adult beverages happens to be there. Stop. And hell, it's cheaper in the mini bar than it would have been at the bar. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm, I'm good. It all worked out. Absolutely. Very good. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of a really big failure that, that just burns in my mind. And, and because I'm all focused on all the positive aspects that we're dealing with. I'm, I got I to gotta continue on this path real okay. quick, though. All right. 
So they, the restaurant, this is a historic hotel, and the restaurant there is, is very, we'll say, hoity-toity. Okay. Um, and <laughs> so much so that don't you dare try to come up in here with your styrofoam coffee cup because we don't have those here. Um, and it was, it was interesting because I connected the dots, right? So when I walked in, because I'm fairly, fairly quick on picking up with, even if people don't say it, um, picking up on what they're trying to say. And uh, so I, I walk in there and I've got this coffee cup and, and the gentleman says, I'll take that for you. And I'm like, no, I'm not finished. And he said, okay, well, when you're done, you can set it here. And I'm like, oh, he doesn't want me to carry this into the dining room. Right. So I connected the dots fairly right, quickly. Right. But I think he could have done a better job of explaining that. Right. You know? Yep. Um, so I mean, that didn't really bother me. I just thought that was interesting because as I'm sitting there for breakfast a day or so later, I see somebody try to walk in with a, with a coffee cup. And uh, one of the servers, you know, is like, you can't have that in here. I'll take that. And the guy kind of looked at it like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and. and no other explanation was offered, and yeah. uh, so the guy was like yeah. spinning on that a little bit, right. and I and I you know I just kind of watched it play out, but um, I think I, I completely understand why they're doing it um, because of that that you know environment or that ambiance that they want to create, and at the same time I think they could do a better job of explaining. They need a better it. yeah they need a better script. They can script. actually win points yes. by explaining yes. it. Yes, they need they need a better script, and it's a good learning point for them that. You could, you know, potentially offer that to them. <clears throat> I didn't share that with them. I figure I'm paying to be there, you know, unless they're going to count my room or something. You know, they're not getting free advice. You know, the other thing I'm sort of hung up on is, I mean, you have a truck. It's not, it's not like you're, it's not like you're driving an oversized, you know. It's uh, a freaking Suburban. Yeah, I know. Right? I, I mean, right. there's, it's not like there's not a few of those in the city. Right. They're everywhere. But most of the ones in the city actually are owned by the government and they have their own parking spots. Not only you're driving a big ass yeah. Hummer around. It's yeah, just, but, it's no, just a, sorry, we we don't have room to park that. Just, it's you know, nope, it's a large SUV, but they're well. Here are the keys. You. Let me know where you parked it. Right. No, right. They, they didn't offer that up, but yeah. it all worked out. Yep. And where I found was cheaper than their valet parking, anyways. I understand. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, and the, the, probably the biggest thing for me, and I, I again back to what's easy to think about, and that is. The brewery and one of the things that we get occasional feedback on which drives me crazy especially when we're um, not all that busy is is slow service and it's a relative term our service is never really slow but you know when it's really busy here's the thing about the brewery you go from zero to 100 miles an hour in an instant and you know you'll be really quiet with the pre-dinner sort of lull and then it's Friday night, and where do people want to go on Friday night? They want to go to the brewery. They want to have a drink and, a, and some really good food, and you get this rush of people. And if you are responsible for a kitchen, you can imagine at 4.55, you have one ticket or two tickets or three tickets or even five tickets that you're working on, and then at 5.15, 20 minutes later, you got 35 tickets. And imagine what that does to people in the in the kitchen that are trying to, and and so they're doing their level best to try to get this food out as quickly as they can. But it's all of a sudden this huge rush of all this food at the same time, and it leads to slow service occasionally. 
and uh, that it really irritates people and and you got to go back to those tables and you have to have the right <clears throat> sort of approach to it and say look and when you explain it to people almost without exception they're completely fine especially if you say you know the the beer's flowing here's another one uh, and they you know the, you're not we're not slow with the beer but the food and you just say look 15 minutes ago the base the the place was empty and now the place is full and the kitchen is trying to cook all this food at the same time you know we we ask for your understanding it's going to be a minute or two longer than typically to get your food out here uh, but if you don't say that to them everybody has an internal clock in their mind when you sit down at a table in a restaurant right. that clock starts and if the food is not out at, at you know when your alarm starts going off in your head my food should be here by now and you kind of start looking around what's going on why isn't here if somebody didn't come by and explain something to you or touch base with you um, and so I guess what is the lesson learned from that it is you got to keep sort of you got to keep people you got to manage their expectations that's the so so here's a thought yep um, I, I'm just thinking through this process as you're sharing it and and a way to solve that potentially or, or at least uh, lessen the sting um, it sounds like to a degree it's somewhat predictable right so you and I know that you know other things that are happening in the, in the community, the weather and, and et cetera, can all, all impact that. that right. right? So, you, right. so it's not predictable to the degree that you know it's going to happen every week on Friday and Saturday at this particular time. However, there's a fairly high probability that, that something like that is going to spike. Um, so how can you manage that? Right. So, you know, people are typically, and I'm, I'm thinking just from my own perspective, you come into a place like that and you want something to drink. Yep. And you want something I mean, to eat. Correct. And it may be that you've been out running around all day long shopping or whatever, and now now you're borderline hangry. Right. Right. <laughs> so how, Good word. So how yeah. can you take the sting out of that, right? So is there, and I, I'm, I'm just spitballing, and I'm completely happy to edit this out later if you think it's a really stupid idea. No. <laughs> we don't what, edit. We've never edited what, yet. I, I know, We're, but I also don't want to be costing your business money by uh, throwing stuff out that might not be a good idea. We're good. Um, you know, what if there was some type of a low cost filler yeah whether it was you know a bowl of nuts or a bowl of chips we have these really delicious whatever chips. yeah that oh, um lord you know there yeah. was a, a a code word that you know we are now in condition hangry or, or something like that so <laughs> yes so anybody that it. comes in right during that time frame right. gets something like that comp to them at the table that can give them something to munch on while and, and maybe take the mind off the fact that it's taking a little longer than normal for their food. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, just a thought. No, it's it's a great idea. And I'm gonna take that great idea. I think I think what I wanna do is I, I like these chips are amazing. They're you know, thicker than normal and they're prepared just so and I don't even know and then and they're seasoned just so with whatever and it's it's amazing. And if you just brought you know, a bowl of these chips out for the party to munch on right. until, you know, the entree, it would take this thing out. Yeah. I like that. And and that is one, I just got a tech, I got a check with uh, Chef Duffy on how hard it is to create a, you know, just keep that big bowl, you know, in back in the kitchen of stuff that they can right. reach into. Fresh enough to. that, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Just a thought. It's a, it's a good thought, and as I as I now 
start to transition in my mind to uh, what are some of the big takeaways from this conversation. I got to tell one more success story. Uh, all right, tell me another success story. This this one's this one's huge, right? So, and this this comes up frequently. Um, there's a uh, an organization I think that many folks are familiar with. If you're if you're not, you need to be familiar with this place called Mission Barbecue. Um, the, these like guys it. are like absolutely it. phenomenal. They're they're service oriented. They give back to the community in all of the places that their locations are. And uh, I, I tell you, I got, a, I got a special place in my heart for these people. And the, the reason is something that they did for our motorcycle club a little over a year ago when we had a, uh, a member pass away. Um, we, have, we have used them for our anniversary party. We're going to use them for Cravaganza, for uh, catering, the, the non-seafood right. um, option. And they're just, they're just good people. But this particular incident is, is something that I think they went way above and beyond on and it created a, a sense of loyalty that um, somebody actually asked me uh, earlier uh, in, in the month hey we're, we're planning for our anniversary party are we um, are we using mission barbecue and my answer was absolutely yeah unless there is an overwhelming majority of people that want to change right. and have a compelling reason on why we should right we're using mission barbecue and this is why so I called them the night that this member passed away because we had several folks that were coming to our clubhouse to gather and, and you know, be, be with one another to, to help you know, deal with this loss. And I called them and I said, hey, look, I got a bunch of folks coming here. We just had a member pass away and uh, I need food to, uh, to feed these folks. And uh, they asked me how many people. I said, you know, somewhere around 35 people, ballpark. Yep. yep. And within... I don't know, 30, 45 minutes, they had a spread out here for us. And uh, I'm going to have to take a minute because it... Yeah, it, um, yeah. I, I feel the emotion. I see the emotion. Everybody else doesn't. But they yeah. wouldn't let us pay for it. Wow. Wow. And I, you know, I offered to come and settle up with them and... Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. That is. And, and there you go. It's... That, that was a, an act that created a degree of loyalty that you will never, ever, ever forget. And uh, that's, that's powerful. That is powerful. So, so, sorry, I had to tell that story. No, but you know what? It actually, I couldn't finish it very well. But, it, um, it, uh, what, it, what it leads me to conclude is that um, the first conclusion when it comes to customer service is that it's not easy to do. That wasn't easy for Mission Barbecue to do Absolutely that. not. It was not. And not only did there they have certainly to no expectation food, on our part. Right. You know, yeah, exactly. Completely prepared to pay, right. pay for that. Right. And they did it, and they, you know, I'm sure, you know, who knows what kind of internal discussions they had on all that, but it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you were the ones that benefited from it. And, you know, again, just like I was talking with, passion and conviction earlier you're now doing it and and the point being that excellent customer service excellent loyalty building takes work like so many other things that we've talked about over the history of this short but distinguished history of this podcast series it doesn't happen by accident people have to work at it and uh 
and and they did it and uh, you are forever indebted to to them and they you know you'll continue to go there and so good for them that's that that's impressive yeah and that's a uh, you know you mentioned nothing um, you know like that comes without with hard work without hard work and intention I think that's a template you can apply across to your entire life right if it's worth doing it's going to take some hard work and some intention to get it done yes and and to me that leads to the second thing to take away from this is every action begins with a thought right we talked about it many times on this you, you, you think about it and then you do it and you don't ever do it unless you've thought about it first and so that is for you in your life for our listening audience for you in your life for any of us in our jobs wherever it is you can thoughtfully consider what are those elements of customer service that I can think through and plan because it's not easy it doesn't come easy it does take work mentally play out scenarios in your mind that say if I do this if I think about that and then do this what would the result be in terms of the relationship that I'm dealing with right or the customer that I'm talking to it can be, it can be, yeah, you a, can define it. It's that whole strategy. Right. Right. So what is, what, what is your strategy as far as creating that customer loyalty and how, how do your operating systems and your management or leadership systems support it? You can define it. You, you, and you're not, you're not going to define it down to the Nat's ass. You don't right. need to. Uh, you just no, kinda, because people are going to have to have the flexibility to change it up in the moment, you know, depending upon the scenario. Right. Right. And uh, the next thing I think of is getting in the habit in your own head of asking yourself, you know, what does that, you know, Stephen Covey would say, seek first to understand, but you're, you're doing that without actually maybe talking to them. You're just kind of sort of thinking, what is it that that person over there, what, what would thrill them? What, would, what do they need? How can I help them? Again, that, it starts with the thought, but... You, but you can't just sort of stumble through a situation and hope everything works out okay. I mean, you can, and, you know, you're going to get what you get. But with, what is the phrase you always use? Thoughtful intention? I don't know. I, what did we, we, we coined a phrase. We did coin a phrase. And what it is that? Was, um, what, what? focused intention. Focused, with focused intention, you can think about and plan and ask yourself what the other person wants. Um, and ultimately at the end of the day it really is about that one-on-one -on -one connection that um, that people feel respected people feel important people feel connected to and it's not fake if you fake it they'll know it people right. will you can't it's got to be the real thing uh -oh. Here's someone just You're popped into my thought. head. You're having a thought. Yeah, I can yeah, see it. It just I popped into it. my head thinking about this, right? So, um, and I know I keep going back to restaurants because this is this is something that's in front of us all, right? So, as, as far as the service industry goes, everybody goes and, to a and, restaurant, and uh, you know, you, you sit down, and um, you're often asked when the server approaches you, is um, have, is this the first time you're dining with us? Yes. Or have you been here before, or something right. like that? Right. Um, and I think they miss an opportunity when somebody says, "Yes, I've, I've been here before." Um, I think they miss an opportunity to ask, well, if you don't mind me asking, what was it that caused you to come back? Mm. 
You know, I think there's Damn. I think there's good information in yes, there. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. I'm gonna start asking that question. Thank you. Once again, you and I get better than <laughs> we, we get more out of this than everybody who's listening. Uh, and I'm gonna apply all of this stuff. So, well, we've talked a long time tonight. Yes, we. I have. was uh, I was actually I, I shouldn't be worried. I, I was curious if the topic was was gonna have enough to to, to fill the, the space tonight, but um, clearly it had enough and then some because I think we could probably talk about it some more. I I have enjoyed it and it's been easy to talk about. It yeah. really has. It's been. It's cool though. It's yeah. a cool topic. Yeah. And it's it's something that you know we all experience. We're either on the delivering end or the receiving end of it, and it's uh, when when done right, everybody walks away happy and fulfilled. And when done wrong, you know, it can leave a stain there that's not going to go away that, you know, Ajax ain't taken off. When you look at the title of this, and now I'm going back to as people, you know, scan our list of podcasts and they see the titles, who is it, who is it that's going to sort of zero in on the customer service title? That Who, who is it? Who, who are the folks? I don't know. Maybe, are, maybe we need to be more creative with the title. We, 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 or, or at least have a disclaimer on the uh, on the website or something. Dig deeper. Look beyond the title. Isn't that uh, isn't that one of our guiding principles that we started with, which was we got to have a catchy title. We do, we do. Maybe maybe this title needs to be more catchy. We should it, we should a, brainstorm that. It's right. not horrible. It's it's definitely not horrible. But no, no. I, I there are many many people. I'm, I'm not. I'm not suggesting that it's not good or oh, good enough. You won't hurt my feelings. If no, you no, say it's I, no. But I, I'm, I'm <laughs> I know what you're saying though, because it's like judging. You know, we say you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, and, right. and that's what we do. Right. Well, we absolutely do it. And all the and time. they're going to look at the title, and they may or may not dive in. I know um, that the uh, the grief podcast. I know <laughs> that there were some folks that have expressed to me that they they passed on that because they because of the title. Yeah, um, and not so much because the title was bad, but because of something that was going on in their life at that particular point in time. Right. And they have since circled back and listened to it. Right. And I've gotten great feedback from it, and I it just warms my heart to hear, and I uh, I, I appreciate that feedback. It was, you know, it's always unsolicited. Yep. And uh, for the most part, I mean, I might ask occasionally, but for the most part, I don't, um, because it's more powerful when it's unsolicited. Yeah, and when, uh, when when those folks tell you that they they've listened to the podcast and this really had an impact on them and you know God bless them for saying so and um, God bless you for being here and, and and for us having the ability to have this interaction and share it with other people and it's starting to propagate in in the world that I you know that I live in and our our worlds do intersect but m- many portions of our world don't intersect at least not directly they do indirectly. But yeah, it's beginning to propagate, and um, and I'm excited about that because it's good stuff we're talking about, and none of it is rocket science. No, it really. This isn't. one's a little more lighthearted, right? Right. So a little, you know, it's not as not as deep and as serious and and as, as some of the other stuff we talked about, and at the same time, it's something that can certainly have a huge impact on your life. And it's all about, you know, I, I think one of our primary focuses is to. Uh, to help people improve the quality of their life and, and the, the experience that they're having while they're here. Enjoying gotta, the ride. You gotta be thinking about this stuff. You absolutely do because it's everywhere. It is absolutely everywhere and you're, you're right. It's in, it's in your interpersonal relationships. It's at your workplace. 
it is in your sports teams that you're a part of. All of it is important. And uh, so take these lessons learned from all of this and start applying them in your own life. And to every, we'll every aspect of it you can. All right. This was well done. Was I think we well need done. a toast another, to close this out. Another toast. Another toast. Yes. With our and as rounds. always, enjoy, enjoy the ride. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Greybeard Chronicles. Please subscribe so you'll receive notification when new episodes are available. To learn more about the Greybeards, visit their website, graybeardchronicles.com.